Hi, I'm Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official podcast for the TGIT lineup and all the Shondaland shows. And today I am super excited to be back with um, one of my favorite human beings in the world, who's also one of my favorite shows in the world, of course, because it's How to Get Away with Murder, which as you guys know, I just love and adore until I just could burst. And I have to say, this young lady, first of all, is a phenomenal actress. She's so much fun to hang out with, which is part of the side benefit of my job and also getting to do podcasts. But her character has gone through a fair number of changes this year, which has been super impressive, too. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about some other stuff. And that would be Asia Naomi King. Does anybody ever call you Naomi? Yeah. Some people think that Naomi is my first name. Or people think that Naomi King is my full last name. Well, that's super weird. Yeah. It's very awkward. That's it. And she, of course, plays <laughs> Michaela Pratt, who I think people know as Michaela and Michaela Pratt. And um, of course, I'm going to tell you what Asia's wearing today. She's wearing actually something that I might have to stun her and <laughs> knock her out and take from her because I like it so much. She's in a onesie, you guys, with spaghetti straps and a black t-shirt underneath. But the onesie isn't what you think. It's got a little kind of drawstring middle, and it seems to be made out of a gray, nubbly wool kind of cashmere material. So soft. And she's wearing these moccasins, which look kind of like Uggs or Uggs Monkey, which are filled with little bits of fur, but they're also kind of suede on the outside. It's a crazy balls excellent outfit. Oh yes, I'm in pajamas. <laughs> she's she's in pajamas, but can I tell you something? You can go you can go to like the Whole Foods or the Trader Joe's in those. Oh yeah, these are outside pajamas. They're like outside pajamas. Yeah, they're very wearable. But they mean that you did not actually have to make any real adjustments to your nope. accoutrements. Nope. Which is super genius. Exactly. Which is just like super great. I gotta say, this season first of all has been so crazy balls. Oh my god. I, when we started with Viola on the floor, blood coming out of her body, I was just like, Pete, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why is this happening? Where are we going to go from here? And lo and behold, the things he has come up with, the things that have gone on this season so far, building back to that night right? with who shot Annalise, and now this entire reveal of who is Kristoff coming up, which is really, really exciting. It's pretty neat. It's, oh my God. It's pretty neat, but it's, I think also, like, okay, so the first chunk of the season was chock-a-block full with plot. I mean, yes. <laughs> I've gone to Pete at points, and I've been like, are you drunk? What's wrong with you? Like, how do you come up with this crap? And he's like... I don't know. He does this Pete face. And whenever Pete's anxious, you guys, what he does is he makes this really weird smiley face, like a skeleton a little like bit. Like a really strange Like smile. a strange like, smile where it's like, like, it's like the emoji of like the guy a, with all the teeth. Like his skin is running away That's from his exactly, mouth. <laughs> exactly like. And so every once in a while, I kind of go like, Pete, Pete, how do you come up with this stuff? And I get that smile and he goes, I don't know. But I think the first chunk of the season was, you know, there's a lot going on. You realize that Philip is part of it. The whole shooting occurs, yes. the Kristoff thing. Last episode, last week, was sort of the amazing experience of all of them trying to operate without Annalise and Annalise not really being compassmentous. Annalise fictionalizing a baby in her head. Yeah. Which was upsetting to say the least. But so well done. But so awesome. <laughs> I love that so, moment of Bonnie standing standing with there the alone blanket. with the blanket and watching it slowly unravel from her arms. It's Just, like, there is no baby. There's no baby, but at the end of the episode, that baby's still crying. That baby's still crying. She's still rocking stuff that doesn't crying. exist. So I got to see this episode, I started, and I was so relieved that she wasn't with the baby. 
Not you. Like, thank God. I mean, for hell's sake. What I'm really loving, though, is the juxtaposition between the present day and this episode in the past. Yes. And like we, we dove into the past a little bit with last week's episode, which was really fun getting to see her out and, and meeting, you know, Rose at the very end of the episode and us seeing a potential young Wes, which was really exciting. But then with this week, the way we jump back, I mean, I lost my mind when I saw Bonnie with long brown hair. Right? <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, that's Bonnie. And then seeing Frank with like no product, like looking all younger and stuff. It was just, it was, oh, it was just really exciting to get a sense of this is where they were before. And for me, the best part about that was after each scene with them having those intense flash forwards yes. going back into the present moment and seeing their character trajectories, but like in a split second. And right. it was like, oh my God, like this is what comes of the people that are involved in the lives, uh, in the life of this woman. Like, right. And it was like, what's, which also made me think, what's going to happen to all of us down the road? I mean, there's already so much that's happened <laughs> to all of us, but like, where is it going to go from here? Yeah. But that, it was also really exciting exciting for me to see like a previous like Keating group inside of Annalise's good? house. I know. Like I was like, what? You kind of want to do two realities like all the time. Yes. Like the past Keatings and the present Keatings just to sort of compare yeah. notes about. Because like now I'm curious like, and I don't know if Pete's going to do this or not, but I'm like, what happened to those people? Right. Like where are all the other Keatings? Where did they end up in life? Will that ever come into play in the future? Well, in the years of Keatings, like you could pull a Keating yeah. up from anywhere, oh right? Oh my God, anywhere. Which is like, like that's really exciting. so <laughs> super exciting. I also have to say, like Michaela in this episode, first of all, takes a gigantically strong approach to your case. Yes. Like very, very strong sort of righteous moral position. I think yes. to some degree in reaction to everything that's been going on, I would suspect, right? Of course. Yes. And I was really very happy that that they let my character have this kind of a little bit more grit in this episode. Yeah. I, it felt like, okay, now there's the Michaela from the back bayou that we touched on. That's right. You know, last right. season, like here she is, you know, <laughs> like, and I, and I love that when she faces Annalise and criticizes her and it, it's so complicated because, you know, that case especially, which was so beautifully done and extremely complicated and made me cry when I read the episode, but you, you feel the sense of like, yes, there is remorse for what we've done. And there's also this, maybe we should pay for it because we are guilty, but we do still want to save ourselves. But then you also don't want to watch someone else get away with doing something because you know, in the long run, they're going to have to live with the same kind of regret you do. And in a way, that's where, you know, the guy on, on this case, the actor, I believe his name's Carlos Miranda. Mm -hmm. He's really awesome. He was amazing. I thought actually both of them were incredible. Oh my God. They like, were just, so great. That was such a moving and such a surprising case because yeah. it's almost like the case occurs as an afterthought. You think the case is going in this one direction and then everything changes in this one moment. Yeah, and it took on this whole other meaning of redemption and he was going to redeem himself by going to jail and there was a beauty to it and, and she was going to be beside him throughout the process. Yeah. And like that last moment of the two of them. Uh, oh my God. That's just a killer. I mean, like, it's just a killer. Right? Like it was like they were so well connected to it like the like 
the, yep. just the chemistry between those two. Like there, there was a kind of love there, uh. and like you know, we shot this, we shoot this episode so quickly, and the fact that those two actors could build that kind of relationship with each other so intensely was like wow, you know, you just oh, without a doubt. And it's also where I have to say I give a real shout out to the guest actors on these things. Oh yes, because the guest actors come into these situations of intense storytelling, the massive stakes, and half the time they don't necessarily have a context. Though the job that a lot of these people do, it's really astonishing. And I think this is a perfect example of when there's a real amount of chemistry, what an amazing thing it is to watch. Yeah. And it all really, really helped draw the parallel between Wes and Annalise in a really great way because of the actual connection that you could see. Exactly. And, you know, and and from the beginning, you know, Viola and Alfie have had such a, have such great chemistry together. So it was nice to see it matched in one of the cases. And, and it's like, it was also great that one line where she was just like, get over yourself and do your job. And I felt like that was like the moment where it was like, you know, because it's really challenging. You know, Wes shot her, so I yeah, understand well, her, her feeling, you know, a certain way about him. But at the end of the episode, when she brings him, like, that file, that paperwork to finally give him some answers to just to help him move forward, it's like, okay, like, yes, let me get over myself a little bit and, like, let him out of the dark because the path he's going to go down with out having the information that she has is is a very dark one like obviously obviously we're in season two and he's like shot two people i mean he hasn't shot two people he hit someone with a trophy now he's shot his first person <laughs> and and uh, what's next like, what's next <laughs> there's sort of stabbing but he kind of did that on poisoning i guess yeah, like right like what's what is next and you guys all fake pushed someone off a roof too so this that's is true pretty i mean i actually went down the stairs you know what i love about michaela i just want to say right now for well, no, you can you can run <laughs> you can run in some pretty fancy outfits first of all i'm just oh putting my God. that down i can nail it with running in heels you're like, so good if i'm ever coming from a party and i'm afraid like i can book it down the street in heels you like know what? i no, think i kind of want to do i kind of want to have a weird relay race between people from oh some of our shows yes because you carrie washington and marae enos because when you guys watch the catch oh. the new show coming after how to get away with murder stops in the end of march you guys it's pretty great yeah. but marae enos in the pilot episode of that there is a scene with her she hauls butt you all like i have no i have a, just darby stanchfield from scandlin i have this uh-huh. thing where i show up at parties and you guys are all like rushing around <laughs> in these freaking like 18 inch heels yes but you man i saw you go down you went down those stairs so damn fast (laughs) you guys you have to do yourself a favor go back and look in the episodes in the flashback sections where you see michaela running down the stairs like jack fallahy he can barely move right (laughs) you are trucking i've seen you also run across that's like the really slippery like courtroom hall oh do you yeah. remember like pilot you were like oh, yeah. tracking i i can i can race in heels i actually would love to do that race i think we should need like, to get all we, the ladies we should just do it get them because i, I think i would win katie loves man basically she can, oh i think actually i i think you can yeah no for sure i'm going to win i think you, i think you could <laughs> i would do my best to not cheat that's sometimes a little hard for me <laughs> But it's good to know that you're not competitive. Um, Now, what do you what do you think at this point? What do you think Michaela's feelings are towards Caleb right now? It's so complicated. It's so complicated. Because Annalise uses her so much. Annalise uses me so much every time she's like boobs. I'm like, okay. (laughs) 
I'll just <laughs> truck it on over to Caleb's mansion. <laughs> but it's like, it, it does feel like for the sake of my Keating Five crew, our little murder gang or whatever, that, you know, we have to like keep our enemies close. And Caleb was the, the last one at the mansion with us before everything went down. I mean, like in terms of the person that doesn't really know what's going on yeah, yeah. and is a normal, so to speak. And like we sent him away, but he knows who was around. Like he has information. And the whole like getting him on board with convincing him that Catherine did shoot Annalise. And like, and that was very tricky yeah, yeah. and kind of made things rocky. And like when I showed up and was like, ah, I left the house before your sister came, but everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, that was a rough that was, one. That was, that, was, that was a hard moment. That would be hard for any relationship. You know, it's like, I trusted you. I no, but but like right now, like she does care about him, but it's but she also needs to know what he's thinking and what's going on and just what moves that's he's such making. A weird double role, you know, like and that's yeah. you sort of go like you know, Michaela has a conscience because she just does because of the way throughout this entire throughout process, all of this, but she's never like, picked up a weapon against anyone. No, no, <laughs> like. She's she's been, clean. She's she's clean. Her hands are. She's been around for. And by some the way, stuff. she reminds us of that occasionally. Yes. <laughs> she's like, I've had nothing to do with this. <laughs> like this is all you people. You're all crazy. I just want to graduate from law school. And that was the other thing I loved about last week's episode. Thank God someone got to bring up exams again. We are still way, guys, in our first year of law school. By the way, you guys don't do much work. You must be the smartest freaking law students in the history of law. We're like, we're all like skating by. We're all like... You are, although I got to say, first season, the funny thing was about every 10 seconds, I finally said to Pete, poor Michaela walks in every 10 seconds and goes, we have to study for exams. And I'm like, poor Michaela, man. I mean, she's everyone's conscience. Right? So Um, it'll be interesting to see what unfolds between Michaela and Caleb. Oh my God. I also... But she got it in this year, Michaela. She was... By the way... (laughs) Michaela, I think, was making up for some lost yeah, time in this she episode. Really was. She really has been this season. It's you crazy. Know, she was like, all right, let me just. And what about, I mean, what about the whole Frank Laurel thing? And then you see sort of oh, Gracie Frank from the old my. days. It's so sad. Well, seeing Gracie Frank, Frank looks so good. I mean, Charlie looks so good without product in his hair. Like, I know, like his he? natural hair. He's so natural cute. Hair is so sweet. He looks so different. I know. It's like. I it's, was like, did we cut it? What did yeah, we do? And I was like, actually, no, we just didn't grease it yeah, back. Yeah, we just didn't grease it back. That was it. But that scene between Frank and Laurel at the end was so intense. And I'm like, I was sitting there like, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? I mean, I knew what he was going to say. But then watching it, I was like, maybe they cut it. Because it doesn't seem like it's going to go in that direction. Like, I don't think he's going to admit this. And then she's like, by the door. And he's like, I killed Lila. Bombs dropping. Bombs dropping. What? Bombs dropping. um, And I I, I was literally like, I'm not sure this was the moment, Frank. (laughs) No. To tell her that. No. <laughs> Maybe you could have just said something else. I'm like, telling you, you timing. used to wet the bed until you were ten or something. Well, it's also <laughs> like it's like West, not the right place to go when you can't rest. Not right. Why would you like, go there? Don't go Why there. would you make that joke how while about, leaving? How about an emergency room? Like exactly. Like uh, I mean, he's dealt Look. with the seedier side of life. He could he have sure found has. something. Somebody. Like, drink like some Frank. warm milk, Wes, and go to sleep. Frank would have laced it with something. <laughs> know, right? Frank's the guy. Exactly. You, know? you want a nap? Talk to Frank. 
<laughs> you know they have drugs in that house. Oh, and I've watched what he he did. I mean, like Catherine, Catherine got a dose of that. Oh yeah. They always seem to have some phenobarbital around or whatever the heck it is. <laughs> Golly exactly. Moses, although apparently no liquor when Annalise needs it, I which know. is the other issue, oh, which would Annalise. upset me, personally. She, she, she deserves to have her um, liquor Now, around. we've got a, a ton of fan questions here oh, because you're just popular. George at iBeep Team, that's amazing. Um, if you could bring back or have a guest star to appear on the show, who would you, who'd you pick? I think, okay, if I could have anyone guest star on the show, it's so hard because I'm such a I'm such a Shondaland fan, as you know. God bless know, you and so. your cotton socks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just immediately thinking about all the other Shonda shows and yeah. like the number of people I would love to see like from other shows show both. up at our show. Like, if Huck came to our show. Oh, yeah, Huck, like, you know what Huck would do? Huck would take Oliver down in like two seconds. Oh, my God. He'd be like, right. baby hacker. <laughs> like, right. And then like him and Frank could team up and do a thing or two. <laughs> It would be so I think good. That's awesome. I would love that. I that's would awesome. Love that. Um, Marie at Mayor Dear Gladiator wants to know who in the cast do you spend the most time with off screen? That's hard because actually we're all really close. So you guys actually <laughs> argue yeah, right now. we're all really close. So I mean, I spend a lot of time with Alfie. Now he's gone back to England, which is really upsetting. Yeah, I miss that that little jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also hang out a lot with. Carla and Jack and Liza and Matt. So basically I mean, yeah. everybody. Everyone. Like we have we they have all, big dinners together. Out. We read Shakespeare. We do the whole. You know what's really interesting, um, you guys, is that what I've noticed over the years, because I've been doing this a few, is that actually the, the people who, who work together in ensembles do actually start to be, become really friendly, usually. I mean, Scandal, they all became friends because they all spent so much time together. Yeah. And you're spending most of your time, and your, your goal on screen is a common goal, and so you end up off screen sort of feeling very comfortable with that, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, and you know, because you're work, you're always working something through with the other and asking yeah. people's opinions about stuff. And you can be and, yourself. And yeah. They're, they're, and there's such a nice group of people. Like, you guys are so much fun. I always love seeing you because it's like a little vacation in a box. Yeah. It's so nice. <laughs> uh, Michael Vu at Michael Deja Vu um, wants to know, what's your favorite thing to eat on set and would you please come to Australia one day? Um, I would love to go to Australia. Note to uh, Michael Vu. Yes. See? So that can happen for sure. I love. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, even though I try to not eat it so much. Um, they always bring in these boxes of donuts, Michael. And um, ah, I really, I really love the the plain donut, but it has to have the the pink frosting and the rainbow sprinkles. I enjoy that very, very, very much. Now, there are a number of questions that are sort of like this, but Jules at Fave Michaela um, wants to know, what was your most awkward scene to film? And Niles at The Keating Five wants to know, what was the hardest scene to film? Well, the most awkward scene to film, I can't tell you about because it hasn't happened yet, and mm. it's going to happen and in let me an tell upcoming you, it's awkward. episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it, was, it was awkward and yet simultaneously amazing, but you'll see. It's great. Oh, it's great, you guys. <laughs> you know what? I kind of almost just want to have her back so we can ask that question again and we can discuss yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, we can, we, can, we can discuss again. Because something's coming up, you guys, which is so awesome that it cannot even be described. 
right? Yeah, I think I think everyone's gonna enjoy that. And uh, the most difficult scene that I had to film, I think probably was the scene last year when I was working with Lynn and we were at the restaurant and finally had... Just about to say that. Yeah, I loved that scene and and I worked on that a lot. I even got, you know, I worked with an acting coach with it because I just, I wanted it to strike the right tone. That scene, you were so great in that scene and that scene... Pete worked really hard on that scene too. That scene went through a lot of different transitions. And I don't know whether you guys remember this exactly, but it's Michaela going out to lunch with her then fiance's mother who pretty much calls her out for being pretty much garbage from the swamp. Yes. And Michaela kind of comes out of the garbage closet in a very strong, (laughs) but really forceful and admirable way. Like, and it's, I always find that scene incredibly moving because you're so relieved that finally this girl who's been trying so hard to please everybody and be something that she was supposed to be and wasn't really following her instincts, that instincts don't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means you have really good instincts, you know? Yeah. But it's really, yeah. it's a, such a beautiful scene. It is. It's just, it's so like just subtle and it's a great scene. I love it's that, that scene. super, yeah. super cool. <laughs> and I think that probably answers the Barry plus Iris equals home at Iris Best, which is your favorite scene to film because I think that's one of them yeah. too, right? Yes. So if you could trade lives with any of the other characters for a day, who would it be? Nax from uh, Zalahees wants to know that. Ooh, if I could trade lives with any of the other characters for a day, like if Michaela could become another character for a day, part of me like wants to think of an out-of-the-box answer, but it's Annalise. Annalise, so right? It's going to be Annalise. That's what you're training to you be. You know, like exactly. That's what you're training to be, so it's, uh-huh. that totally makes sense. <laughs> and now, and finally, Dinda at Grant's, Grant Gustin. Dinda wants to know, do you have anything in common with Michaela? Oh, so much. Michaela, who (laughs) is like, and this is where my castmates will make fun of me in those moments where something my character will say, which is like something I would say, that's when they like die laughing. Like, she's like, I remember everything. Like, I would say something like that. Like, I am perfect and wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) And you should all love me. I also think you're a real perfectionist. I think Michaela's a real perfectionist, yeah. and I think you're a real perfectionist. Yeah. Like, you, you can be very hard on yourself. I call it controlling, but other people say perfectionist. <laughs> I think it's not just controlling, yeah. more just perfectionist. Yeah, perfectionist, yes. Which isn't, I mean, sometimes it can get in the way of things. You have to learn to, like, let go, like, let go, which can be challenging. Even It's hard to even say the words. <laughs> It's like, no, I have to be a part of every single moment. I know exactly what's happening at every single second and have it all planned out. Yeah, and you know, and then life just throws you a total curveball and then you can't control it. And then you go, well, I can't control that. And every once in a while you think you can and then somebody reminds you with some ridiculous activity. Change with the changes. Exactly. Thank you so much for doing this (laughs) on your day off. She has a day off and she came in in her adorable little onesies and she got to hang out with me. Thank you so much. It's been so good to see you and talk to you. And next week on Grey's Anatomy, the episode's called Unbreak My Heart. And um, the title really (laughs) says it all about this one because it's, it's, um, we're going to, we're going to go back in time a little bit. And, and you know, the great thing about Asia, Asia might sing for us, which would be awesome because she has an excellent voice, which is great. Um, that's Grey's Anatomy Thursday, February 25th at 8 o'clock on ABC. On Scandal, the episode's called Wild Card. And I'm not even going to tell you anything because I never do. 
because it's just too insane. And that's Thursday, February 25th at 9 p.m. on ABC. And next time on How to Get Away with Murder, the episode's called It's a Trap, because it is. It always because is. Because the great thing about our episode titles on How to Get Away with Murder is they're purely factual. Yes. <laughs> and they're usually a line in the show, but I believe they're always a line in the show, but um, you'll see when you start watching it, the episode starts with gangbusters because from the moment, pretty much the moment Annalise walks in her door, the poo hits the fan. I can pretty much say that, Constantly. right? Yes. And that is Thursday, February 25th at 10 o'clock on ABC. And thank you so much, EW.com, for posting an exclusive first listen of the podcast every Thursday night. Don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.com backslash Shondaland, where each new podcast episode is available on Friday evenings. Thanks again to my wonderful guest, Asia. Thank I'll you. be back next week with another incredibly talented thespianic source of entertainment. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that means, I don't really either, but it'll probably be an actor. That's pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> um, this is Betsy Beers saying thank you very much for listening. Have a safe week. I'll be talking to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.